So be careful how you live. Don't live like ignorant people, but like wise people. Make good use of every opportunity you have, because these are evil days. Don't be fools then, but try to find out what the Lord wants you to do. We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, everyone still wants to eat. So we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Pruning to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton, and we're continuing in this little bit of a college series that I've put together because this is the season of life that I am in and most of my friends are in. Um, so I'm guessing that there's probably a handful or more of you out there that are in the same boat with uh, kids heading off to college in the next few years. But don't just tune out if you don't have a kid going off to college. You can substitute any time that I use the word student loan debt or student loans, you can just plop in your own debt um, and it would really be the same message, okay? So let's go back to this opening Bible passage. So be careful how you live. Don't live like ignorant people, but like wise people. Make good use of every opportunity you have because these are evil days. All right. Um, Don't live like ignorant people. You know, I think you are wise in your children's eyes, believe it or not. Even if they act like you don't know anything, especially when they're bringing you their math homework or whatever, like you don't know anything. Well, really, mom and dad do know a little bit about something, right? So in your eye, in their eyes, you are the wise counsel. And anytime we as the adults have big decisions to make, it is always prudent for us to also seek wise counsel. That's that's what intelligent people do. They have their kind of like their council of elders, you know, like if if anything ever were, God forbid, to happen to my husband, I have a list of about five people that we will assemble and they will become my wise counsel. And my husband has put this list together for me. And he's like, these are the people you call. Because those are the people that in my heightened levels of emotion or whatever would have taken my husband from me, I would probably be freaking out. Those are the people that are going to have the level heads. And my husband knows, like, you have to surround yourself with intelligent, wise, level-headed people. And guess what? You are that person for your child. So here's the thing, okay? Over the next couple of weeks, you're going to hear from um, a scholarship um, strategist. You're going to hear from a mom whose child chose tech school. And you're going to actually hear from my own husband who chose the route of ROTC, um, the military route. Um, And I think the overall message I want to get across to all of you is as you're embarking on this college journey with your child, I want you to remember there are more than 50 ways to skin this cat, okay? And I think the bottom line is a whatever the further education is, okay, whether it's a, a tech or whether it's a traditional four-year college or a mix of the two or whatever, that 
the idea is to learn something that will help you make money later in life and pursue it. And it brings you some sort of joy. And that is it. Okay. You got to start planting that seed with your kids that it's not this one particular school that's going to make or break your life. Like for me, it was the University of New Hampshire. No, it was get a degree get the education, get the knowledge, meet the people that are going to help you find a job and progress your career and make some money. That's the whole thing. Like, I'm sorry to say, but this is all about making money. Why would you ever send your kid to college so that they could come out and just volunteer? Like, (laughs) I'm sorry, this is probably not the podcast for you if that's what you're thinking. All right. So the idea is for the kid to get get an education in something and then go on out into the world and make a decent living that they can support themselves doing that, okay? And if we can focus on that, then awesome. You know, like, it's kind of like on my wedding day, I just kept thinking, you know, I was just so happy to be getting married, and my husband had, like, just made it home from the war so that, like, everything worked out that he could actually be at the wedding. (laughs) And so all I just kept thinking was, no one in the audience knows what you had planned, They don't know that the wrong color flowers showed up. They don't know that there was supposed to be a a sherbet served in between the salad and the main course. All they know is they're there for a wedding. And if you're married at the end of the day, boom, mission accomplished. Same with your kid. If they get an education at the end of the day, boom, mission accomplished. Now, how can we do this debt free? That's what we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks. Now, today's episode is more about why you should help your child do this debt-free, okay? And when I say help your child, I don't mean that you need to shell out tens of thousands of dollars because I know that a lot of us don't have just the savings to just write a check, okay? I understand that. And if you don't, I don't want you to feel guilty at all. That's exactly where my parents were back when I went to college. It's where probably your parents were too. And you, you maybe you're even like, how did they ever do it? I don't know how they did Catholic school and then college and who knows, right? But I don't want you to feel guilty if you can't just write a check. And I don't want you to be taking out loans either for your kids, all right? Let's figure out how to get the kid an education debt free, Okay. And you'll hear next week from the scholarship um, strategist that, that's on the show. She just says, you know what? If you want to go to college debt-free, the simple answer is don't get loans. It's so simple. And it's such a light bulb moment of like, if you remove that option from the table, you and your kid will figure it out. Okay. Now, today's topic is opportunity cost. And this is another way or a different angle that you might take with your child. If they're dead set on going to a certain school or, you know, taking out loans or doing this, this is where you, as their wise counsel, need to step in and say, it's not just how much you're going to be paying back in student loans. It's the opportunity cost that those loans are truly costing you. All right. So what is opportunity cost? Opportunity cost is it's what you're giving up. Okay, so you choose one thing, but you've had to give up something else. So for today's conversation, let's say your children have chosen the path of student loan debt. Okay, and so what they've given up, potentially, they might 
be limited to where they can live. They might be limited to the first job offer that comes their way because they're desperate. Six months later, these loans start coming in. So, you know, and the interest is accruing all through college sometimes. So your kid maybe can't be as selective about that first job. Okay, so that's opportunity cost. The opportunity cost I want to focus on today is the lost opportunity of investing for retirement. And I know you're probably like, oh my gosh, can we just get through college? Your children's retirement begins today. Okay, kind of like if you listen to the episode a few few weeks ago, when I heard on the first day of freshman year, this, the president of student body say said, your college application begins today because you have to plan for this stuff. You can't just look up after college graduation with mounds of debt and say like, okay, I want to retire when? In 800 years? Okay, that's that's a doable plan. All right, so the decisions your kids are making now are going to affect them potentially for the rest of their lives. The decision I made to go to the college I went to because it was a debt-free decision allowed me to be a stay-at-home mom and it allowed my husband to pursue his own business because otherwise we would have not had the money to do it, okay? Money does buy you options. Does it buy you happiness? I kind of think sometimes it does, yes, but it definitely buys you options. And that's what you have to explain to your kids when they're just like, yeah, let's just take out a loan, mom. We just Everyone just gets a loan. No, we're not everyone, right? We are people that are going to give our kids um, the, the, the better direction, okay? Don't be fools then, but try to find out what the Lord wants you to do. And the Lord wants you to be debt-free. What's the Bible verse that Dave Ramsey always quotes is the borrower is slave to the lender. And that's what we want to avoid. Okay, so let's get some numbers here. So I, it's, it's kind of a good time of year to be doing this because numbers were just released um, on these averages. So the average student loan monthly payment um, is $278 per month. Okay, now maybe that's a lot to you. Maybe it's not a lot to you, but I want to ask you this. Do you have an extra $278 a month? All right, I know when I was just getting out of college, there is no way I had that much money, okay? So it's it's a lot, and that's just the average, okay? I also sell numbers as high as $503. So I'm just going with the lowest average I found to keep things um, as wide and as universal as I can. All right, so here's the thing. The opportunity cost. If your kid is tying up this $278 every month paying back their student loans, the missed opportunity is in the investing potential, okay? And time is on their side. This is the best time to start investing is from that very first paycheck, even before. If you can open up, as soon as your kids have a job, like a summer job or something like that, you can open up a Roth IRA. So you should really get your kids investing as soon as they can. But these calculators that I have down in the show notes are really fun to play with and let your kids pop in some numbers too and just have fun watching the the chart um, change with uh, what you're putting in. All right, so here we go. If your child has $278 a month that they need to pay back in student loans, they are missing out on the opportunity to invest. Unless they are making gobs and gobs of money, then you have to figure out this stuff, right? But I'm going to go with like your basic kid and the average um, salary. This is a huge chunk of their monthly take-home pay. 
And the average student takes 21 years to pay off their student loan. So you're looking to be about 44 years old. You'll probably be a grandparent by the time your kids pay off their student loans, okay? That's what I want you to talk about with your kids, okay? When they're just like, let's just get loans. So they'll be 44 years old. So let's say all that time they didn't have any other money that they could be investing or maybe they had some some contributions from an employer. But just to keep it easy, let's say that they don't even begin investing until they're 44 years old. Because we all know at 44 years old, you're, you're, everything's cruising along just fine, right? Everything, you're like, the money's coming in like nothing. I'm, I'm 47, right? That's, everything's good. Not, right? I know this is real life. 44, it's a blink of an eye and your kids are 44 years old. I can't believe I'm as old as I am. But the, this, the point of my story is we, we don't have it together. We assume that by the time we're 44, we're going to have this together. But most of us don't, you know, we're still trying to figure it out. So if your kid just begins investing at 44 years old, that same $278 a month that they now have freed up because they're done finally paying Uncle Sam back, they invest it until they're 65 or for 21 years, that $278 per month will accumulate to $154,413, which is nothing, really I mean, $154,000 is a lot if you're in debt and that's what you owe, but when that's what you need to live off of in retirement, that is nothing, you guys, okay? Um, Now, that's also assuming that they're not going to be increasing their contribution as they get older. Again, I'm sticking with super bare minimum math and to try to keep it as clear as possible. Now, here's the flip side of that. The same kid goes to college debt-free and they have $278 a month to invest from the time that they're 23 years old. So they're getting a, a 21-year head start on the, their friend that took out the student loans. So they're investing that money from 23 years old to 65 years old. And they are going to have $793,772 from that same amount of money. And this is what I need you to talk to your kids about because this is the power of compound interest. About 18 years into investing, you hit a tipping point. And that tipping point is where what you've put in is equal then uh, equal to the amount of interest that you're earning. And then 19 years and on, your interest is growing faster than what you're putting in, okay? So that's when the power of compound interest really starts kicking in, is about 18 years, all right? So that's why the younger they can start saving, the better. And that's what I'm asking you to do as parents, is to be the wise counsel for them and to really steer them away from any kind of debt And if you yourself need convincing that your kids can do this in a different way than maybe how your neighbors did it or your siblings did it, be strong enough to say, our family is going to do this differently. And hopefully over the next few weeks, you will hear stories of people that did it differently. All right. It is still possible to go to college debt-free. You might just have to think a little bit out of the box, um, but 
that's what you are. You are wise and you I know you can think outside the box and we can all help our kids earn the degree or go through secondary school and um, become productive members and good tax-paying citizens, okay? Have a great day, and I will see you on Saturday for a five-minute declutter with me.